Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL. When Julianne Murray was running for governor, I and a number of people listening who called in thought, man, listening to her, I'm thinking she'd be a great attorney general. This week, she has announced she's running for attorney general, but I'm not the reason. She's obviously the reason. You listen to her, you know she's a strong, tough woman, and she's making her own decisions. Julianne, thanks for being on. Uh, and thanks for having me. I always love being on with you. I know. We are not. We don't have no tricks to pull on you today. We, <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> One of the things you like is to do that and see what I do with it. But, uh-huh. yeah, I, I am a real person, and I can think on my feet. Those are important that things. That you can. Producer Randy, uh, what did we uh, – we had her on before, and, you know, there are very few people I'll do this with because there are very few people, I think, who could actually – uh, either A, deal with it, and B, come around and do something funny with it. What do we do with her? I, I think I said I was... Christopher Walken! I, uh, oh, Christopher oh, Walken! Walken. Okay. The Christopher Walken voice. <laughs> That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. I thought maybe I called as, as her cousin, Eddie Murphy. Oh, you did, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's Murray. All good. Or Ann Murray. Yeah, it's it's Murray. Good. But yeah. this, is, this is very serious because, you know, we have a state attorney general who made a big deal out of, oh, we're going to prosecute... Uh, uh, a formal murder charge in the killing of Corporal Keith Hecock, or Hecook, rather. Uh, but but that didn't seem to be very forthcoming rather rather quickly. And our uh, also our Attorney General right now, Kathy Jennings, um, decided it's no big deal, I guess. We don't need to prosecute people who, uh, who broke into, like, for example, Al Sporting Goods and other buildings up and down Market Street. And and ravaged the building to the point where they didn't know if they're going to ever be able to open again, and like that's no big deal. Also, people on Route 13 who uh, were threatening folks, they're protesting. But there comes a time when you say, "Okay, you're not allowed to be on the highway anymore because people have to go home, they have to go to work, things like that." And folks felt like they were being threatened. And Julianne Murray said, "You know what? If you're breaking the law, you're breaking the law. Even though, yes, we need to have some, uh, you know, policing reform." So, I want to hear first of all the difference between you and Kathy Jennings. Um, well, several things. One is that I'm going to have the back of law enforcement. I mean, I, as you just said, I mean, the uh, this really a year ago, uh, June in in 2020 encapsulates everything and it is you know protesters that she is calling peaceful protesters that the police and her own deputy attorney general in kent county called violent protesters and charged she overruled them and decided to not press charges well right after that the delaware um, fraternal order of police the delaware state troopers association and the police chief's council sent a letter published a letter that was basically a no confidence letter that said you know, we are, um, you know, we're doing our jobs and we are left with an attorney general's office that not only encourages and condones violent behavior, but justifies and excuses it. Well, but she's the top cop. And, you know, and, and I think that for me, I, I take that seriously. You know, your, your job in the office of the attorney general is to not have it as a social experiment and bow to, you know, whatever the social agenda is. And to prosecute crimes and to enforce the law. And, you know, in that same letter, they said that, and and I think this sums it, it is truly a dark day when Delaware's supposed top cop is willing to ignore her responsibilities and oath of office to try to garner political favor. So your question was, how am I different? I'm not doing, you know, this is not a political office. This is a very cut and dried these are the laws. The laws need to be enforced. You have to prosecute lawbreakers, and you have to prosecute them equally. 
that's you know that's it. Very cut and dried. Uh, are you getting the endorsement of uh, the police here in Delaware? I would say, well, they, it's too early. Um, I've spoken with them, and I mean, technically, they don't normally do it until the, more until uh, closer to the election, so next September. Um, but I, you know, I've reached out to all three. All are very supportive, and so I mean, yes, I think I, I think I will end up with the endorsement. What else? Well, uh, how else do you see yourself as different from our current Attorney General Kathy Jennings? Well, I think that all right, so I, number one is, as I said, I'm going to have the backs of law enforcement and, you know, she can't unring that bell. And you know, so you have these you know, law enforcement in the state are, you know, don't feel like they have backing. They are retiring at a record rate. We have vacancies in, you know, in many of our law enforcement agencies because, they're, you know, they're, they're not willing to, you know, to work for somebody who is not going to support them and, they, and they're worried about it. So. So I, you know, have to flip the script and get them to realize, um, you know, we are on the same team and I have your back. That's, you know, kind of step one. Uh, You know, I think that, you know, we need to be prioritizing public safety. So how would you prioritize that? I would say you have to prosecute gun crime. Okay. Let me give you a statistic. Statistical Analysis Center did a, you know, a weapons charges kind of study. And I picked that these are all weapons, knives, guns, but I picked, you know, the person prohibited category. So for those that don't know, a person prohibited uh, is somebody who is a convicted felon can cannot own or possess a firearm. Okay, if you are caught owning or possessing a firearm, it is a five year minimum mandatory sentence. Big hammer. Okay, twelve hundred charges in 2019 at the time this was done 200 roughly 200 had not been adjudicated yet so take those off the top and you'll have a thousand that had been adjudicated 850 of them were dismissed wow 85 percent why 85 percent so we're talking about people we're talking about the people everybody knows should not have a gun felons uh, people who have uh, been to prison they've been to prison for murder uh, for assault uh, for uh, for a aggravated uh, burglary, you know, with, with a gun. I mean, there's people who have been prosecuted with gun crimes, and then they're out of prison, and they get a gun, and there are 1,200 of these cases, you say, in 2020? Is that the year? 2019. In 2019. 2019. And, and the reason yeah. yes, the reason we don't have 2020, 2020 is kind of an anomaly because of COVID. I mean, it was just, you know, trying to, there are a lot of cases, there, um, the courts really shut down. So there's, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's still kind of carrying over. So we don't have the 2020 numbers yet. Okay. But 19 was her first year. Right. Okay? So, I mean, your first year is your first, you know, your first 100 days is when you are putting out the message of, what, you know, how your administration is going to run. Yes. Okay. You and you did. Now, I'm going to also say. I, I want to get to this again because this is stunning to me. In 2019, there were 1,200 charges uh, against people who are forbidden to have a gun. They are felons. They are the most dangerous people on the streets. 200 had not yet been adjudicated. But of the 1,000, right. of the 1,000, what happened with the other, with the 850? They are what was called null prost, which means no prosecution or dismissed. So Why? Uh, now, well, I'm going to, and I'm going to you know, do something I wouldn't normally do, you know, which, and, and I'm not going to give an excuse for her. Okay. But, you know, I understand how the system works in terms of plea bargains and you charge, you know, lots of different charges. I mean, there's, there's a whole lot that goes into this, but the problem is when you have murder right now in Wilmington is up 50% from where it was last year. Murder. 
Okay. There's been 318 aggravated assaults in Wilmington this year. Okay. When you have that going on, you have to get guns off the street. How do you get guns off the street? The people who are, you know, the, the criminals that are wielding them, you lock them up. Yeah. It's, you know, that's, you know, and so, so to answer, I mean, and, and it was interesting because when I read this report, you know, the, I, there was all sorts of, now bear in mind, you know, these could be considered successful convictions because they were, they were um, convicted of something else. That may very well be. But when you have a five-year hammer out there for person prohibited, yeah, that's yeah, and and unfortunately, I don't know what happened with all of these cases. You know, in terms of you know what ultimately people were convicted of. But what I do know is that there was a five-year minimum mandatory hanging out there, and you know, and so I mean, I am certain she knows what these statistics are. I'm sure over the course of the next year there will be excuses all over the place about this. But you know, th- these are numbers. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so and, let me ask I, you this. So, so uh, you have your team, you have your pro- professional yeah. prosecutors there in the Department of Justice. You know, you're not personally prosecuting them all, but you're overseeing uh, everybody, especially those people who are overseeing some of the big cases. So you got yeah. 1,200, 850, say we're not going to prosecute them for the gun crimes, but gosh, golly gee, they went to jail for something else. What can you do as attorney general to make sure that when you have persons who are prohibited from owning a gun, dangerous felons, the kinds that are really causing the vast majority of killings and problems on the streets, especially in Wilmington, how could you uh, make sure that your team uh, will not allow those gun crimes to be plea bargained out? That's, I mean, that is a message. Somebody asked me today, what do I do in my first hundred days? And I said, number one is meet with all the law enforcement, you know, whether it's, you know, in person, by Skype, by Zoom, whatever, you know, all of the law enforcement. Number two is a retreat with the 220 attorneys, roughly 220 attorneys to work for the Department of Justice and the 200 support staff. And in that meeting, it is, we have new rules. Okay. And and we are going to prosecute and we are going to take, you know, take guns off of the street. And how we're going to do that is if we have a person prohibited crime, you know, it's you actually have to basically and this happens right now. Anyway, there are um, memos and approvals that have to happen. You know, so when a plea bargain is offered by a deputy, they, you know, in certain crimes, they have to get approval basically to to plea it. Okay. My, you know, the team is going to know that that's not going to be a playable thing. Interesting. So here you are. And by the way, folks, if you just uh, tune in, it's Julianne Murray, and she is running for state attorney general. And here you, here and here you are. Oh yeah, no, we we talked about this before as we talk about uh, people and policies and politics, you know, quite a bit. And uh, and I, I. Told people before when you were running for governor, I'd rather she run for attorney general. She sounds like she'd be great for it, and and I would imagine that everybody listening right now would think, yes, we want somebody who's going to take the guns out of the hands of felons. Let's compare this and contrast it with uh, our current attorney general, Kathy Jennings. So, eight hundred and fifty of these twelve hundred, not prosecuted for gun crimes, they're pled out or whatever. And yet Kathy Jennings uh, sees this problem as uh, a need to require a permit to purchase a firearm. Where do you stand on that? I am, you know, I 
am opposed to what she is doing. She is, you know, basically she is not prosecuting, you know, the illegal guns, but and is instead focusing on legal gun owners and trying to put up roadblocks for people to own guns, law-abiding citizens to, to own guns. Mm-hmm. That, you know, and, and that's what, I mean, I feel, I mean, basically, um, you know, that, that is just kind of this, you know, woke agenda that is going on that, that she has no business doing. I mean, so it's it is it's a double whammy. Kathy Jennings is not prosecuting and locking up criminals and she doesn't have. So it's actually a triple whammy doesn't have, you know, the the law enforcement doesn't feel like, you know, she has their back. And then you are taking away the ability of private citizens to protect themselves. um, That that is ludicrous. And, you know, and, and people really need to understand that, that this is. You know, we are at there are people right now, lots of people in Delaware that are afraid of where of, of the precipice that we're sitting on right now. Last year, when the, you know, the riots were going on nationally, I-95 is shut down because there are protesters. You know, there are people there are record numbers of people buying guns legally right now and trying to get their concealed carry permits legally. And they're doing this because they're afraid they're going to have to defend themselves because there's not enough law enforcement to get around to everywhere. Hey, that's, you know, that says a lot. Oh, no, that's and, true. In fact, I, I looked at some of the numbers, and uh, the greatest number of people who had an increase in gun purchases were African-Americans. Correct. Afri- and it's actually African-American women. Yeah. They want to protect themselves. Yeah. And good and good for they that. They want to protect themselves. I think a concern here that is that, is that uh, you know, if you have uh, people like Kathy Jennings and some members of our uh, state house and uh, state legislature and the state senate as well, they make it make make it more difficult for people like that to be able to purchase a gun to protect themselves and their children. Um, yeah. Where, where do you stand on on those kinds of gun laws that make it more difficult for some for a mom like that to buy a gun to protect herself and her kids? vehemently opposed and if you heard me say the word vehemently i mean i am i i i am a i am a pro second amendment candidate i you know i think that you know shall not be infringed i would concede that there you know some infringement in terms of you know having to sign up you know and you know and and the background checks and things that happen you know i i can see where that you know under public policy that has you know a basis in in reality mm-hmm. okay. but the permit to purchase absolutely absolutely opposed to because it it will infringe the ability of people to buy guns to defend themselves uh, the, you know, the uh, Women's Defense Coalition has done a lot on this in, in Delaware, basically, you know, lobbying against it, saying that the people who need the guns to protect themselves, young mothers, for instance, mm-hmm. are the ones who would be the most impacted by this because of the courses you have to take and the application fees and all of that stuff. It's not the way it's supposed to be. You know, I, and, and it, so, I mean, I think that the, uh, you know, unfortunately, there's kind of this national dialogue about, you know, guns and we have to get guns off the street, but they are approaching it from the wrong end. They're trying to keep them out of the hands of law-abiding citizens instead of focusing on the criminals and the illegal guns. True. That's, you know, that's where the focus needs to be. And so I, you know, I mean, I, I think that by and large, a lot of these quote-unquote gun bills that are really anti-gun bills are problematic because the, you know, there, there's always, the devil's in the details. 
there's always something in there that is, you know, that uh, someone does not realize and they frame it and put a lovely bow on it and say, this is for everybody's safety when it's really not. So Kathy Jennings is a Democrat. She can get money as other candidates have here in Delaware from uh, just about every other state in in the union. And uh, they can outraise and and outspend anybody, uh, even if your message is much stronger and wiser. So what do you do about that, especially when you have uh, a majority of voters in Newcastle County, the largest county, being Democrats? Excellent question. A couple of things. And we were actually in my uh, governor campaign, we uh, were actually made a tremendous inroads with very little money. I mean, so there are people that say, you know, you have to have a million dollars in order to do this. In my governor campaign, we raised about $300,000 and look what we did. Yeah. Uh, you know, so social media uh, is, you know, is free and yeah, or, or inexpensive, depending on what platform you're on. I mean, but there are ways to reach lots and lots of people. Well, I'm going to interrupt you right there. I'm going to interrupt you because the Democratic uh, candidates, uh, even for, for example, a a state house or state senate seat, they hire people. They pay people to run the social media and make sure that the message is out there over and over. I mean, they're churning those messages out. So it's not free if you have people out there just, uh, you know, hitting Facebook and Twitter, Instagram and all that on on your behalf. They pay people and they have unions uh, all around the state that come in to throw money in a little old Delaware and pay for that stuff, too. No, no, you are, you are, that is all true. And, you know, but one of the things that, that was really fantastic in, in the governor run, you know, was that uh, people viewed me as a, you know, a we the people candidate. They were heavily invested in, uh, you know, personally invested in, you know, in that candidacy. Uh, so we had, fan, we had tremendous volunteers. We had people that were doing a lot of the, you know, the social media stuff. So it wasn't necessarily official stuff coming out of my campaign all the time. It was, you know, people who were uh, supportive that were kind of passing the message. So I think that, you know, from a fundraising standpoint, uh, you know, people are already contributing. And, you know, it, it, so here's my pitch, murrayfordelaware.com. Uh, you know, we are, you know, we are already fundraising and, you know, and we're going to maximize those dollars. We're going to use them and, you know, and be smart. I will also say that I have had time. Uh, you know, I have more time. I have a year, a little over a year at mm-hmm. this point uh, to, to really make the inroads in Newcastle County. Um, I had about 80,000 votes out of Newcastle back in, you know, in 2020. Uh, I need to increase that number. But this, I think from a messaging standpoint, the attorney general's office is not supposed to be a political office. It's supposed to be nonpartisan. So I think that, you know, and I think that people all over Delaware are feeling this. Absolutely. You know, when she came out with, uh, when Kathy Jennings came out with her political agenda, we looked at it and said, wait a second, the AG is indeed supposed to be working on policy, but not have such a political agenda. I want to thank you for your time. Give the website one more time because we got to get to news. We can't be late. Unless there's so no much more, for- unless there's so much more, you, you got to tell people you want to, I can hold you over after the news if you want. You sound like you have a lot of energy. No, I do have a lot of energy, but no, let's we'll, we'll keep to it. But yeah, I mean, Rick, I love coming on with you. So I mean, I'll come on again whenever you want me to. Yeah, and you've been you on. And by the way, I want people to know she's been on even when she's not running for office. All right, so uh, one last time, the website Murray for Delaware. Murray yeah, for Delaware is murrayfordelaware.com. And uh, let's let's do this again. I have much more that I can say, and we will do that. Thank you, Julianne. There's more Rick Jensen coming up on 11:50 a.m. 
1017 FM, WDEL.